Well, good morning and happy Mother's Day. It is great to see you on the campus. And I apologize to all you moms. We did not pass out tissues. That was so very bad of us. <laughs> um, but it's great to be with you today for joining us online. Thank you for being here. And if you're listening by podcast, we know the word is going to strengthen you. There may be guests today. If you're a guest, we just honor you and thank you for being here. We have family in town with us today. And so um, it's a great day to just kind of celebrate. So for all the moms and grandmas and aunties and stepmoms and foster moms, we just want to honor you today. We hope today that you feel loved and celebrated because the world would not be able to function literally without you. And can somebody say amen? Yes. Um, And truthfully... For about nine years, Mother's Day to me felt like a marathon, like, um, you know, the desire that we had for a family, and a lot of you know our story, but we uh, weren't living yet in the reality that I was just so broken about in my heart, and I had this desire to have a baby, and things weren't working, and so it literally felt like a marathon to get through Mother's Day, and uh, I felt a little bit invisible, and then I wanted to be invisible, (laughs) And uh, I just wanted to let you know that if that is you today, that God knows where you are on the map and that he loves you and he has so much goodness to pour out to you. And the scripture that I stood on for so many years is a scripture that if you're believing for a baby miracle or a family miracle or any miracle in your life, Psalm says this, that God opens up his hand and he satisfies the desire of every living thing. So if you're breathing today, just raise your hand. This is interactive. Awesome. So you qualify for that scripture. You are a living thing. And the Bible promises what we were just singing about. We pick those songs, man, because it's the truth that God satisfies the desires of every living thing. And so you just keep hold of that promise. Not only does God love you, but you have a church family who is cheering you on, right, church family? Whatever that desire is. And we are just bold enough to believe that God is who he says he is, that he's good, and that he is the miracle worker, and that he can do the impossible in your life. So I wanted to encourage you today, you know, that we are in a series called Building from the Ground Up, and today uh, we, we're going to continue that, and this is the Mother's Day edition, but guys, you, you can't check out, because even though some of the examples might be a little more uh, understandable for women Uh, There are principles in the word today that we all need to take hold of because a lot of us, you know, we ask Christ to come in our life and then we're like this Christian life, like nothing's changing. Like I still feel like, like I'm messing up and I'm not circumstances in my life aren't changing. And the truth is there are things we have to know. There are principles in the word of God that help us start to build our life on God and build our life on God's word. And the more skillful that we become, and taking the principles from the word of God and building our life on those principles, the more skillful we'll become, the more of the good life that we live. Because, you know, we know the story that Jesus came to forgive our sins, but John 10.10 said that he came to give us a rich and satisfying life. One translation says a life beyond your wildest imagination. Yet a lot of us are like, "Mm, that's really not what I'm living But we have to know some truth from the word of God. And so that's what this series is about, taking a few principles that we uh, want to live by. You know, we have talked about the fact that God is good, talked about the fact that you're now his. And today we're going to continue to build on that. We're going to start by looking at Proverbs 14, verse 1. 
And it says this, a wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. A wise woman builds her house. You know, when we finally had a baby and Tom and I began the parenting journey, wasn't too far into it that I was like, whoa, this is like way harder than I thought it was going to be. It like felt like boot camp the first few weeks. It's like, what in the entire world? You know, like you're not sleeping, you're not eating, you're seeing double, you have this baby now. And it wasn't very long before I realized it was way more than changing diapers and, you know, rocking in a rocking chair. We're actually building a life. Like we're actually building a person and building a family. And so we began to look into the word for some things. You know, I think for you moms, I just want to encourage you that motherhood is a long word with a lot of letters, but we could actually shorten the spelling of motherhood and spell it W-O-R-K. That is motherhood. Can I get an amen? Right? Because, and it's work because building is work. Building requires a lot of work. And in everything that we do as a mom, we're actually building. Every single conversation we have with our kids, we're building. We're building. We're putting something into them. Every time that we pack their lunch and put that little note in there, and, you know, we're building self-esteem and acceptance. Every time that we are in the car and all we really want is to stare out the front glass and sit in silence to the next destination. When we actually initiate conversation with our kids, we're building. We're pulling out things from the deep well of their heart and helping them to establish their very belief system. We're building. As we sit on the couch and we just cuddle our kids and watch a movie and laugh and just share some, a couple of moments, we're building security and safety Every single thing we're doing, we're building. And with every correction and every discipline and all the love and all the hugs and all the tears and all the words that we must say in the course of motherhood, we're building. We're building, building, building. We're building our family. We're building our kids. We're building our legacy. And it is W-O-R-K. It's work. So if you feel like, wow, this is a lot of work. It's because you're doing some things right, all right? So let me encourage you with that today. But none of us want to spend the time building anything, whether you're building a house or building a business or the most important work we do of building our family. We don't want to spend all of the time and blood and sweat and tears and elbow grease and work and everything it requires. We don't want to spend all that time building and then get to the end of it and go, wow, that wasn't at all what I was trying to do. That wasn't at all like, how did that fail? What happened? And there are things in God's word that helps us build so that after the years and the seasons, we can look back and have a satisfied life. And that's what we're all going for. None of us want to build our family, whatever season that we're in, and look back and go, whoa, I wish I could do that over. Because we won't have the chance to do it over. <laughs> there, there are things in the word of God that we can embrace and hold to. And today I'm going to share three of those principles from the word of God, specifically about building our family and two awesome power tools. I call them super mom tools that I'm going to share with you that enables us to do things beyond our own ability. And dads, you can take those too, but today's mother's day. So I'm calling them the super mom tools. And we're going to share those in just a minute, but whatever season that you're in, 
whether you have littles at home or whether you're in the school years, high school years, empty nest, maybe you're a grandma at this point. It doesn't matter what season that you're in. The principles in God's word that we're going to talk about today will help us ensure that this season that we're in and the seasons that follow for our families, our kids, our grandkids, that they're strong, that we can build a life from the ground up with strength and purpose and actually live the good life that Jesus came to bring. So the first principle I want to share with you today in building our home and family, the first principle is that a blueprint design is necessary. A blueprint design is necessary. You know, the scripture said that a wise woman builds her house and such an important aspect of building a house and design is the design phase. How many rooms do you want? How many bathrooms do you want? Do you want an open floor plan? How many stories? One story, two story, full basement, finished basement? Do you want the garage to face the outside or the, or the front of the house or the side of the house? There are such specific things that go into the design stage and the blueprint stage. You know, it would be pretty ridiculous if you were building a house. It would be pretty ridiculous for a builder, the general contractor, to come and throw a bunch of bricks on the ground and the foundation guys come and him say, well, There are the bricks, do your best, and leave. With no blueprint, with no instruction, there'd be no standard, nothing to measure against. How would they know if they're doing it right? Anybody else feel like that in life? How do I know if I'm doing this right? Well, God's word is a blueprint designed for us, and actually in the word of God, he shows us different things in the word of God from which we can measure against. So as we're living this life, as we're building our family, we have standards that we can look and say, is this how we're living? Is this, is this how we're progressing? We have a picture to measure against. So all you wise women out there, what is your blueprint for your family? Have you ever even thought about it? Do you feel like you're just winging it? Or do you have a picture? Because God has a picture for your family. He has a picture of peace and of wholeness, and of success, not brokenness and chaos, and i just not sure what is happening here. God has a picture for you. You know, all of our kids have enjoyed Legos, and right now our little guy, Max, who's seven, specifically enjoys Legos. And if you've ever put a Lego set together, you know there are two very essential things. There's the front picture on the box, very necessary, and also the instructions on the inside, again, very necessary. And you know how frustrating it would be if we dumped the Legos out on the table with zero picture and zero instructions. You would just begin to start building, and then eventually it'd be like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. And then, you know, you'd either tear it apart and start over or, you know, just get confused. But when you put the Legos together according to the picture, when you're done, you're like, Yes, I did it. There's such satisfaction, right? And actually getting the end result that you're going for. And that's what God's word does for us. The word shows us what our family can look like, what our family can be, what God's plan has for your family. So we have to ask the questions. We have to set some time aside. If we're wise women who want to build our house, I encourage you, if you've not done it yet, set some time aside with God. Say, God, show me, like, what, what, do you, what do we want for our family? Get a picture on the inside of you so that you have something to measure against according to the word of God. And then from there, not only do we get a picture, but then we have to ask ourselves, what is it going to take to get there? 
Now, the Bible also says in Luke 14, don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? So we have to be honest with ourselves and say, okay, this is the picture that I want. And honestly, what the word of God shows us is an extraordinary picture, extra ordinary, not the same as everybody else, not just a general picture. It's an extraordinary picture of what our family can be. But we have to understand that it's going to require some extra ordinary cost. It's going to, it's going to require some extraordinary intention, some extraordinary decisions. As believers, we don't live just like everybody else lives. We live based on principles in the word of God, and that's extraordinary. It's going to require some extraordinary disciplines in our lives. And you know, not everybody does it, but we don't want the kind of family that just everybody gets. If you look look statistically at American families, the most prosperous, blessed nation on the planet, it is not a pretty picture. Most families, the divorce rate is really high. The anxiety and depression rate are high. Um, You know, actually, the financial picture is very bleak for most American families. And it doesn't matter where you're starting now. God has a picture. It's not broken. There's nothing missing. It's extraordinary. And we have to be realistic that it's going to cost us something. It's going to cost us getting away a little bit of time with God and looking into his word, Googling, what does God's word say about family? What does God's word say about children? What does God's word say about future? What does God's word say about my financial picture? Because God has something specific to say about all of those things. And Jesus came so that you, can, you and I could live a rich and satisfying life. You know, your family is too precious to just wing it. And that's what pretty much everybody does. You, ladies, are too precious to wing it. You're too precious. God has a plan, and he has some desires, and he wants all of the good things that he has for your family. He wants you to live in those. So I want to encourage you, Mom, to take some time to get quiet before God, to look up some scriptures and start building a picture of your family. And again, it doesn't matter, excuse me, what season of life that you're in. Even as a grandmother, you play such a critical role, such an important role in your grandkids and even your adult kids' life. There's a beautiful picture that God has for this season. Even if you feel like you missed the whole first season because you didn't know Jesus, He can come in and restore some things and bring a good picture into your life. Amen. So the second principle I want to share today, after that we have the blueprint, is that the foundation that we build is essential. The foundation is essential. We talked a little bit about this last week, but Matthew chapter 7 says this. Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man or wise woman who built his or her house on the unshakable foundation. When the rains fell and the flood came and fierce winds came beating on the house, it stood firm because of its strong what? Foundation. It goes on to say, but everyone who hears my teaching and does not apply it to his life, which, pause by the way, is just about everybody on this planet, Here's some things about God, but doesn't truthfully apply what his word says to their life. All right. They can be compared to a foolish man or foolish woman who built their house on sand. When it rained 
and rained, and the flood came with winds and waves beating upon the house. It collapsed and was swept away. So as women, we have to understand, and men, especially for you too, because you are designed by God to lead your home strongly. And women, we come alongside and co-lead with our husbands. And we have to realize there are really only two choices for a foundation. We either have a foundation that is solid, built on God's word, or we do just what everybody else does and build it with no thought or no intention or no purpose. There are only two choices that we have. And as believers, it is our privilege to build our house on Jesus Christ, to build our house on the truth that he's good and that we're his, to build our life on the fact that he has a plan and a purpose for us and everyone who lives in our house. We can build our life on that fact. We don't build our life on half truth. We don't build our life on opinion. We don't build our life on lies. We don't build our life with sometimes the word and then sometimes a little bit of compromise. That is not the rock. We build our life and we build our home, ladies, 100%, completely, emphatically, unapologetically on the word of God, unapologetically. And I realize that there are people sitting in this room that think, well, wow, that's a little bit over the top, but not if you don't want your home to be destroyed. The Bible tells us that if your home and my home are not built on God's word, there is no guarantee that it won't be wiped out. And it also says, don't be foolish. Good stuff and bad stuff happens to everybody. And it's the people who build their life on the truth of the word of God that win, win, win in life. They're the ones who God is able to take the broken pieces, as messed up as we are, as, as crazy as things seem sometime. If we just get a hold of the word of God and embrace it and say, this is how we're going to live. This is how we're going to do it. Then we can build our life and our home will be solid. Amen. Unapologetically. You know, in our world today, there are people that are unapologetic about a lot of stuff. And it's the wave is going through our nation not to be so unapologetically about God and about what we believe about the Bible and about Jesus Christ. But you have the privilege to be unapologetic as a mama bear to say, this is how we live our life, kids. You have the privilege to do that. And it's the only way that you can be guaranteed that your home and your family won't be swept away. Principle number three is this. The guts matter. The guts matter. So as women, we take a lot of time, and it's actually fun. I love to design. And so picking the right paint color is awesome. Finding that right, like, flower thing for our porch is great. The right furniture, the cool pictures. We love doing all of that stuff. But we understand that if the guts of the house weren't working properly, if there weren't water pipes bringing water and plumbing and, you know, all to, for showers and all that stuff into our house, if the sewer lines weren't there to carry all the junk out that we don't want in our house, it wouldn't be very fun to live there. We know that from a physical house standpoint, that our house would be chaotic and uncomfortable and very stinky without the guts of the house that nobody sees behind the walls in the framework. That's the guts of the house. Well, ladies, the most important work that you and I do is behind the scenes. It's the stuff that people don't see. It's the guts. I call it of the family. 
And um, as we talk about this, this is where I want to share the two superpower tools, the mom superpower tools. Number one is that we can pray the word over our kids. And superpower mom, mom superpower tool number two is that we can be led by the Holy Spirit. Now, if you've not followed Jesus for very long, that can sound really churchy to you. And you're like, okay, I'd love a superpower tool, but I have no idea what you just said. It sounds like a different language to me. So I'm going to explain through this example what I mean. And um, the truth is, the reason I call these superpower tools is because when we embrace praying the word over situations in our life, and today we're talking about praying it over our family, but when we embrace praying the word over situations in our life and being led by the Holy Spirit, it enables us to do so far beyond what we can do in the natural. Now, women, I'm the first cheerleader for you to say you are amazing and you are so high capacity, and it is absolutely astounding, truthfully, what women have the capacity to do. We have that capacity to do a ton, run circles around other people because God designed us that way. However, without these superpower tools, we're still limited. But through these two, we have just the ability to do such great things. So in regards to praying the word over our kids, I'm sure that most of you moms sitting in church pray for your family. But the book of Isaiah gives us some great insight about praying scriptures, praying what God's word says over our family. See, the Bible says that when we take God's word and we repeat God's word in the context of our family, so we're praying the word over our family, that God himself makes sure that what we're saying according to his word actually plays out in our life. In other words, God is saying all of heaven backs you up as a woman of faith. You speak the word of God over your family. You speak scriptures over your family. That all of heaven. Now, that's way beyond our ability. (laughs) For all of heaven to come alongside of us and to help us build our family. But that's what the word of God says. And the more skillful that we can become in operating in these two tools of speaking the word of God and following the Holy Spirit the more our family will flourish and the more that our family will benefit. So, you know, I'm so grateful that over 17 years ago, right before we had Grant, I heard this truth about praying the word of God over our families. And when I heard this truth, I didn't just hear it and go, oh, that's a really good idea. I should eventually do that. Because, you know, I think a lot of us sit in church and we hear truth and light bulbs might come on. And we're like, yeah, that's really good. I'll eventually work that into my life, but we've all done it. We've all heard something and thought, yes, I'm going to do that, and then it's like years go by and we forget about it. But I'm grateful that in this instance I heard the word about speaking the word over our kids. So I spent a little bit of time right before I had Grant, and I sat down and I opened the Bible and I looked up like, I don't think Google was even a thing over 17 years ago, so I actually used a concordance. Um, It's actually the thing in the back of your Bible that you could look up words, and they point you to Scripture. So I looked up children, and I looked up family, and I just started really understanding what God says could be the picture of our children. Because without God's guarantee, there's no guarantee. Right? There is no guarantee. As great as we are, as awesome as our family is, as much as we try Without the word of God, the Bible says that when storms come, our home can collapse. 
without the guarantee of the word of God. And so I took the Bible and I, I uh, wrote out some scriptures and I searched some more things about our family. And just as a point of an example for you today, we're going to scroll through some pictures so I can show you how this has played out in our life over the last 17 years and the prayer that I've prayed, at least part of it, over our kids. <clears throat> so you can go ahead. So I said, you know, Grant and Allie and Max are taught of the Lord. And great is the peace of our children. In righteousness, they're established. They are far from oppression. They'll not fear. They are far from terror. It will not come near them. No weapon formed against our kids will prosper. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. And God, I thank you that there are strong angels that have charge over them to keep them in all their ways. I thank you that they know the voice of the shepherd. They will not follow a stranger's voice, but they know the voice of the Holy Spirit and they always make great decisions. I thank you they listen and obey the first time and they honor mom and dad so they can live a long life. I thank you that wealth and riches are in their house and all the days of their life they walk in abundance so they have everything they need to fully accomplish the will of God for their life. I thank you that they lay their hands on the sick and they recover, that signs and wonders follow them. And in this generation, they are a significant kingdom builder to their generation. And that's just part of the prayer that I prayed. Now, it's developed some over the years, but I want to show you this principle. <laughs> that's a recent picture of our family. The New York story I told you about rushing all over, that was the picture from there. Okay, so I want to show you in principle what this does for us, okay? So, you know, when Grant was born and he was a baby, I began to speak the word. And when he was cuddly and sweet, I would speak the word over him. Then when he got challenging, I would speak the word over him. When I felt like I was killing it as a mom, I'd speak the word. When I was crying because I felt like I was failing as a mom, I continued to speak the word. Then Allie was added to our family. I included her in the prayers, and we just continued to pray. I've prayed almost, the, I've prayed the main guts of this prayer this whole time. So Allie's added to our family, and you know, when Allie was added to our family, we got the call to come back to Marion from God. He gave us the assignment, and I'm telling you, our life spun. We were so busy. We were building the church. We were working. We were consulting. We had, you know, all this stuff. And so, but, you know, in all the craziness and busyness, as a discipline, I kept speaking the word. And then the exclamation point on our family, Maxwell, arrived in our home. But I'll tell you, right before we had him, about six weeks before, a storm hit our home. And I was in critical condition out of nowhere. And the word of God kept our house from collapsing. And I just continue to speak the word over our family. And today I speak the word over our family. So what's the point? 17 years have come and gone. Kids have been added to our home. Good seasons have come. Hard seasons have come. Good friends have come. Good friends have been lost. There have been things that have happened all through the 17 years. And still we continued to build the word of God. So, you know, what this does for us is it has put our home on a solid foundation. 
And this is not about me praying. This is about God's goodness, okay? God's goodness. He is good. And it doesn't matter what season that you are in. You can begin to build this undergirding, life-changing, rock-solid foundation. So when storms come, there is no fear. When storms come, you have that scripture that says, nope, our house is built on the rock. We sang it this morning, storm, come on, flood, you're going to come anyways, but we're not going anywhere because Jesus is our rock and we're building our house on the word of God. And we are unapologetically not mixing it in with a bunch of opinion and stuff from culture. No, it's the word of God. We simply see things in the word of God and then we do them. We see things in the word of God and then we do them. When they're easy, we do them. When it's hard for our flesh, we do them. When our reasoning and understanding can't figure it out, we do it in faith anyways, trusting that God is good. You know, a lot of the reason I think that people fail to want to build their house on the rock is because they don't have the right perception of God. They're afraid God's going to put them in jeopardy. They're afraid that God's going to kill their fun. They're afraid that God might take something from them. But no, if when the light bulbs come on for us that God is only good and that he is faithful and that he does not change, there is no fear on saying whatever else I was doing, see you later. I am establishing my life on the word of God. He has so much goodness he wants to get to you. And again, like I said, it doesn't matter what season you're in. See, they're going to put this other picture up of Dr. Tony and my husband. And uh, by the way, today is Dr. Tony's birthday, and it's Mother's Day, and she is 89 years young. And I share that with you to say that she doesn't have little kids that she's raising. She's past the high school stage, and in fact, four out of her six kids are grandparents themselves, yet she is still doing this principle of building her life and her family on the word. See, she's still an influence, a major influence in our family. And Tom told me, you know, just yesterday, I was kind of explaining a little bit about the message to him. And he said, you know, what's so interesting? He said is, you know, mom, every once in a while, will say the scripture out of Joshua, Joshua, which she has continuously said for the last at least 10 years as we've been pastoring. And she'll just say, son, be strong and of great courage. And even though he knows that in his head, when she speaks that because she has that mother authority in his life, he said, literally, I am encouraged. I am strengthened from the inside to actually accomplish what God has assigned us to do. So it doesn't matter where you are in the season. And really quickly, if you'll just throw up that one, uh, the scripture screen, if you have a phone and you're a mom in here, I put the prayer, prayer that I prayed, It's taken from those scriptures, and you are welcome to take those and use them as a starting point for you. It's very practical. But this is what I know is that there are other things that are in the Word. This isn't like the only thing to pray, but this is how we've built. And there are scriptures from time to time that jump out at me that I've actually been adding to some of the prayer. So that's the first power tool, and I, I know I went a little long with the example, but I know that it's helpful to you to kind of see it in context. 
And so the second power tool is being led by the Holy Spirit. See, that might sound really churchy, but if you said yes to Jesus, you have the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of you. That's the Holy Spirit. And as believers, we transition from being led by just our thoughts and our own ration. We, we um, rationale, we transition from being led just by our emotions all the time. And we actually begin to be led by this spirit on the inside of us. It's our, it's our conscience. It's the spirit of God living in you. And moms, the more skillful we can become at, at, at leaning into that still small voice on the inside of us, the more skillful we can become on, in leaning in. And in our culture, it is incredibly difficult to listen. We have so many voices, and now with the addition of all social media, you have hundreds of people every day that you're listening to, literally, right? But if we can lean in and give space to the Holy Spirit to actually speak to us and become skillful in listening, he helps us to mother. He helps us see things that we can't see. When we have that feeling like, hmm, something's just not right. That's the spirit of God in you. So that's when you put your mom ninja skills to work and you start investigating. You start asking questions about friends and looking at text messages and, and looking at uh, our iPod playlist, right? Those are godly things to do, moms. <laughs> and so using your ninja skills. You know, the Holy Spirit will prompt you to pray. The Holy Spirit will give you dreams. The Holy Spirit will cause a scripture in the word to jump out at you like, hey, this is an answer. This is an answer for a situation that you're dealing with. Being led by the Holy Spirit is so critical. And uh, he comes alongside of you as a good friend and as a helper and as a counselor, because this is the truth about the Spirit of God in you. He loves your kids more than you do. And if we just lean in and give him space in our life, he is going to do everything to make sure that our kids go well. He's going to do everything to make sure that our kids are safe. But we have the opportunity to make some choices, moms, to build on the solid word of God, to speak the word over our kids, to be led by the Holy Spirit. So today, we, we uh, always want to ask this question as we close and as we lead, uh, leave the service. Are you following Jesus today? Do you have the Spirit of God in you? Because if you don't, all it is is a choice that you will have to make this morning. And we don't ever want to let anyone leave the building without at least extending to you the best decision you can make in your life, and that is to follow Jesus. So really quickly, we're all just going to bow our heads for just a second. And I want to ask you, are you being led by his spirit? Have you asked Christ to come into your life because he's so close and he's knocking on the door of your heart right now? And if you're here and you say, I either want to come back into relationship with God or I want to come to Jesus for the first time, I'm going to ask you simply right now to just raise your hand in the air so we can see who we're praying with. Thank you for those hands. If you're online, this piece is for you as well. Thank you. Thank you for those hands. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's so awesome. You can put it back down after you've raised it. Awesome. Now you can go ahead and look back up. What we do at Family Life Church, we never want you to go into this moment alone. So we're all going to stand, and I'm just going to simply say a prayer, and we're all going to repeat that prayer so we can go ahead and stand up. But this is the thing. If you mean this from your heart, then this is a personal choice for you, even though all of us are praying it together. And the Bible says that when you make this decision just like that, everything from your past is erased, and God gives you a fresh start 
just like that, you go from living a life going toward hell to being living a life toward heaven. And just like that, you are embraced into God's family. So I'm going to lead you in this prayer, and we're all going to repeat it, all right? So say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died on the cross for me. I thank you that I am forgiven. Forgive me for the wrong choices. Forgive me for the mess-ups. Forgive me for keeping you at arm's length and resisting you. Right now, I invite you into my life, and I choose to follow Jesus. I choose to build my life on the solid foundation of the Word of God. And I thank you that I'm 100% accepted into your family. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Well, we love it. We're cheering for you. That's what that clapping cheering was. This is the best choice you've ever made. This is a big day. It's a big day. It's a day to be celebrated. We're going to give you a a couple of instructions about that choice that you made in just a minute. But I didn't want to leave today without actually praying over all the moms and grandmas and ladies in here. Because ladies, this is the thing. Motherhood is the real deal. It is a lot of W-O-R-K. But we have supernatural help as believers. And so I'm going to pray for you that you'd just be empowered today with the love of God. He loves you. And his strength is here for you. And it's simply leaning in and just help, letting him help us. So I'm going to pray for you right now. And if you're by a lady, maybe your wife or sister or mom or somebody, just go ahead and put your arm around him. Show him some love and appreciation today. So, Father, we just thank you right now for every mama, every grandma, every lady in here. Father, I thank you that, first of all, in this moment, that they would just feel your love God, that they would just be embraced by the love of God. Father, I thank you that even in the hard times and the exhausting times of motherhood and the different seasons, your strength on the inside of us helps us plow through every obstacle and come out to the other side winning. So, Father, I just thank you for that grace to tap into the Holy Spirit, that discipline to speak the word over our families, God. And most of all, I just pray that every woman in here today would feel celebrated by you. It's who you've made them to be, a mom, a nurturer, an overcomer. God, let them be celebrated today in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen.